Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're back for Caravan of Garbage. Last week, we looked at something judged dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) James is going to turn it around in the next sentence. He's got a pun play on words for dread that means good, right? Yeah, I do. Here we go. This week, we're looking at a better movie. (laughs) Leave a like. (laughs) Leave a like. We're, of course, talking about Dread 2012 or Dread 3D, as it was known when it came out. Was it? That mustn't have helped. It was on all the posters. It's in, like, a lot of the official titling. Huh. Yeah. Was it in 3D? Should yeah. I have gotten a better movie-going experience by watching it in 3D? Th- the idea that it was in 3D is not what it killed, what killed it. It's that it's an R-rated action movie based on a comic book premise that nobody yeah. has any idea about. Marketed weirdly. Yeah. People, like, bad faith from the last one. People thought it was a sequel to the last one. The yeah. people that knew about it at all. And this was like, I mean, the Avengers had just come out, I think. Yeah. So there was still a, a, a comic book movie stigma attached of, like... Comic book, I don't know. I think Avengers was a fluke. Kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, okay. I mean, off the back of, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy and the Avengers, like a property like this, like a lesser known-ish, it is It is a risk, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if this had have come out now, it probably would have made more than the $41 million it did make off its $45 million budget. Oh, dear. Tragic. Yeah. I figured out why this movie is so good, though. Okay, I'm ready. It has a screenplay by Alex Garland. And you might be like, Alex Garland from Ex Machina and Annihilation and the guy who wrote Sunshine. And I say, yes, the very same. That's right. And apparently, Carl Urban has mentioned, he's the one who actually directed this movie. Like, the actual director-director, you know, he was involved to some Uh extent. But this is really considered Alex Garland's first directorial efforts. That's very interesting. And that makes and a is lot... That, is that scandalous? I get... I... How does a writer direct a film? Are they like, more description, <laughs> say more description? These words, say these words the way I've written them. Or maybe put your own spin on it. That's directing, right? I'm not a director. I am the director. <laughs> no, your place. You're not the director anymore. I'm the director. I'm Alex Garland, I'm the director. <laughs> so I didn't... Uh, so I think that's why this works so well. Mm. In all honesty, what else is fascinating about this is it's it's a bottle episode. You yeah, know what I mean? It really is. Yeah, it's not end of the world stakes are high. It's like drugs, and we'll just stop these drugs. Is that to cut costs? Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. There's a lot of cost cutting things. Well, as- I mean, that's the associated with the, this. The, the the question here is: Does this really feel like Dread, mm. Judge Dread, like the comic book Judge Dread? And I guess the second question uh, is: Does this need to be a Judge Dread movie? Well, yeah. And look aesthetically. It doesn't really feel that much like Judge Dredd. No. Like, it's certainly been pared down. It's not like, 
you know, weird Gianni Versace glam of the last movie. <laughs> big heels, big boots. Right? A big codpiece. Yes. It's not the, you know, super outlandish mega cities of, you know, just mayhem. The comics and that one street they built in that Yes, exactly. One, yeah. You know, the mayhem and madness and everybody is some sort of, uh, you know, bizarre neon clown. Yeah, you know, on the street, it's more like an uh, an exaggeration of just just modern day. Yes, the, the modern day slums of the world, yeah. except expanded out to cover eight hundred million people. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm, I think it might be the downfall of this movie a little bit, I guess. But at the same time, I really like that aesthetic because they filmed in like Johannesburg and Cape Town. They filmed a bunch of like regular streets because it was apparently very grid like the areas they filmed in, and then they throw in the big towers with CGI, yeah, a few highways and some cars and here and there, but it's all very much real locations, uh-huh. and I think that you know that really speaks to the look of this movie. But beyond that, if you look at Judge Dredd himself, they built him like a riot cop. Yes, you know, yeah. and intentionally, yeah, you know, yeah. if you look at he doesn't have like the crazy shoulder pads. You know what I mean? And the big, the big gold chain and the eagle and all that. I kind mean, of there's thing. an eagle, but it's not a. You know. Yeah, but even like like the badge is probably the most outlandish thing on it. Uh-huh, I ge- yeah, I guess. But to answer the other question, uh, could you make this movie without Judge Dredd? You could, but, but no I, one would see it more. No one, or even less. more, or less. <laughs> I I don't know. But that's the thing. Like I think this is a this is a more subtle take on Dredd. Yeah, you know. Um, a great example would be how each particular actor says or screams, I am the law. Yeah, sure. But this particular Judge Dredd, he he more encompasses the spirit of Judge Dredd, I think. Yeah. Because in this, he's he's less of a man and he's more of a uh, a vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could, when, yeah. when we first see him, you, like we, we just see him from like a distance mm-hmm. and like we, we often see him from like, from the perspective of his hand drawing his gun out of his holster. Yep. There's a lot of shots of him. It's just his mouth. Mm-hmm. You don't see, like it's just. I mean, if you can't focus on the eyes, what else you got? Well, you know exactly what I mean? right. Yeah. yeah. We, we get two perspectives in this movie. We get uh, rookie Judge Anderson, mm. who at one point we see look out into the the mega city from the peach tree tower block. They've just come out of a firefight and, you know, she's, she's, she's wrecked and ruined by this. And she looks out in the cities and she realizes that everything is like that. The whole city is like this and the whole city is this awful nightmare. Yeah. But for judge dread from his perspective, this is literally just any other day. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you watch it from the perspective of like, he does this every single day. Like every move he makes yeah. is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this tomorrow and I'm totally fine with that. Like, you know, at the point where the towers, the tower is like locked down mm. and, you know, dangerous gangs are out to destroy them. He's still like, okay, Anderson, you're the rookie. Make a play. <laughs> yeah, that's you, right. Exactly. You're still being, this, is an, this is still a training exercise. He's still here. in it. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's never a moment of panic. There's never really a moment of compromise. But I guess there is kind of more towards mm. the end. But what I think also uh, distinguishes him from the Stallone dread is... Is he's not the worst person He's in the not world? the worst. He's fair. Like, he'll stun a kid even if the kid is going to shoot him. Yeah. There's a little bit of leeway in him. You know there's, what I mean? There's... Uh, there's the, he's, the, he's fair and it feels earnt, like yeah, his fairness. A, well, exactly. And that's hard to do even if you're not aware of the character of Judge Dredd. Mm. But in the, you know, in the first one, in the 1995 version... The very first incarnation ever, we exactly, should point out. Exactly, that's right, yes. <laughs> That version, and it's it's hard to do because again, Judge, Judge Dredd is supposed to be an iconic character and also a caricature. Mm. So how do you play that? And Stallone went with just an unbelievably unlikable character who will not bend for any extenuating circumstances whatsoever. And when that character, you know, falls afoul of the justice system, you don't care, and like, he can't comprehend it either because right. he's like, I don't. What do you mean? Yeah. Everything's black and white, and this right, guy's right. like. 
There's grey area in this. Exactly. Right. As they approach the peach trees, like there's a, like a homeless guy and he's like, mm. move along. Yeah. Or he could have given him, you know, weeks in the ISO cubes kind of thing. But also that moment really speaks to the character because when he comes back, even though he's got a million better things to do, he's like, I told you, you're coming in. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just, he's that kind of guy. He's like, I'm fair, but fuck you. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the kind of attitude I get from this guy. Uh-huh. I've, I've got a question about him, though. Yes. I don't think he's famous the way that the comic book version or the Stallone one is. Yeah. I think he's famous among other cops, mm-hmm. but most of the other people in the real world, they just think he's another judge. I think that's true as well, and I think it's it's never, I don't think, outwardly stated, but I think this is meant to be quite early on yes. in the career of Judge Dredd because, again, in this uh, movie, Judge Anderson is like the first judge cadet who exhibits any kind of psychic powers, but in the comic books, the side judges are quite commonplace. Like there's yeah. a whole division of them to uh, to you know use their powers to fight crime, whereas she seems to be the first. So I think you're right. I think this is meant to be early days, and mm. yeah, he's he's a legend amongst the world. He's just known amongst other cops as kind for of for being a bit of a prick. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you, like and you get that sense from when he comes up against some crooked judges, but there's never bad guys that are like, oh shit, it's dread. Right? You know, uh-huh. they're just like. It's just another cop we got to exactly. shoot. Exactly. We, we, the audience, learn to respect him because of his actions, not because of like a legendary aura that's been dropped on us by the director. Yeah, right? exactly. So I wanted to also talk about how there's future stuff in this, but not really. And I wonder whether it's because we're now in 2020 and this came out in 2012, but it's like facial recognition drones, like smart guns and shit like that. There's bits and pieces that you're like, that's futuristic-esque. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's nothing here that's like, wow, the future. I'm trying to think back to 2012. I know there were like the start of, there was the start of drones and there was facial recognition, uh-huh. but is there anything here that really feels like, whoa? Uh, implied cannibalism? <laughs> I guess. Probably. Is that a futuristic thing? I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a timeless thing, James. <laughs> okay, yeah. Depending on the economy, right? I mean, they never outright say it, but there is a, they do, uh, when there is a shooting quite earlier in the, like a mass shooting quite earlier in the movie, mm. uh, a, a, a vehicle is sent out to do some, to take the bodies in for recycle. Right. And it's yeah. never really implied what it's for. But what else would it be for? Yeah, exactly. As far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm yum, concerned. Yum, yum. <laughs> Think about this movie as well. It, it's grim and it's bloody and it's awful. But it's, oh, and also oh. people seem to be quite all right with it. Like people, like it's a it's a world that, that again that thirty minutes after this mass shooting, people are like, "Well, open well, the mall again." Open the mall again. Yeah, yeah right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. I think about this movie as well. Is it's like it's grim and it's bloody and it's awful, but it's also it's a beautiful looking movie. It really is. I yeah. mean, I'm outside of the slow mo stuff, but also the slow mo stuff. They filmed that at something like 4,000 frames per second. Don't quote me on that. It's probably a different amount of frameage. But even the... One frame per second. James, you were way off. (laughs) But even, you know, watching somebody get shot through the Mm. face. Yeah. It's it's balletic and it's beautiful and and, and it's colourful and it's vibrant. And a lot of that was done practically where they'd shoot someone with like an air cannon and get the ripples of their body. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off. Whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. 
Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing, and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable, visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Oh, wow. And then they'd add, like, the CGI blood splatter or that they'd film in front of a green screen. And I think it really, it makes you go, this isn't so much, like, it's bloody, but it's not, like turn away, like wincing. Yeah, right. Like you can see bones like breaking through arms, kind of. Mm. You know, you know, bones piercing skin yeah. and stuff like that. You yeah. say that, but several men are skinned alive. Yeah, there. I mean, th- though there are exceptions. In real time, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know, do you know what I mean? Like even Absolutely, yeah. the death of Ma at the end when she hits the ground, you don't really see her like face like split apart. It's just this like this beautiful display of like yeah. blood that kind. You of... want to talk about Mama? I do. Yeah, Lena Headey, who's normally like. What I like about this is she's committed to being like a, a like a like a like a femme fatale, but not yep. in that classic way of like beautiful, but you know, with the with the deep dark secrets. And she's you know mm. she's she's um, she's using her feminine ways to, to reach the top <laughs> of the food chain. No, she's just she's she, killing people all the way up, chopping people to bits <laughs> to the, reach the top of the food chain. Yeah, mm. like she's committed to the scars and the hair and the teeth and yeah. The, Exactly. The dirt. And I'd imagine that's something if she wanted to, she could fix. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is very much who I and am. And yeah. we don't get a huge amount of screen time with the character, but, it, you know, we do get enough of her origin to be, uh, enough of her origin to be like, oh, I get yeah. how she she ended up here kind of oh, thing. Oh, she dug out Domino Gleason's eyes. That's not cool, you not say. Not cool at all, but I understand. She's had it pretty rough. <laughs> I think also the reason that you were like, was this in 3D or whatever, is because it's not it's not filmed in the way that, a terrible 3D movie is filmed. Sure. You know what I mean? They, they used all the riggings and all that kind of thing to, you know, so they don't have to post-convert it. But there's nothing like, look out, Dredd, there's a bullet flying <laughs> towards you and, and the audience as well, look out. Anderson, the only way you're going to be able to defeat these guys is with a ping-pong paddle with a ball and string on it. <laughs> tap it a tap it a tap it a tap Yeah, so I, I think it was probably a waste of time. And I didn't mm. see this in the cinemas because I was teaching up north at the time. Did you see this in the cinemas? No, I was against movies at the time. Wow. What Just, were you doing? No, I'm probably Books. Pro- yeah, yeah, books. <laughs> yeah, books. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like if there was a sequel to this, which we will talk about, mm. you kind of need to go mutants and more telekinesis and weirder weapons. Yeah. And well, I guess, you know, we we can build up to that. Again, if this is early days and, and yeah. radiation is just causing 
uh, some psychic abilities in some people, but as uh, the dialogue maybe suggests, most people are getting horrible mutations. We will see that yeah. later on, but yeah. Yeah, well, you know, going out to the wasteland and all those things. But this is something that I know people want want to know about about you and what you think. Oh, May says Minigun Minute. Correct. We do it every week. That's right. We do it everything from Aladdin to Zoolander. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's my Those terrible miniguns in those <laughs> movies in the sense that neither of them had miniguns at all. Yeah. You've got stipulation for miniguns, though. Do you want to lay them out? Okay, well, the minigun, mm. traditionally, uh, it has to a be... A very mini at all. They're not mini at all. They're mini... It's a miniature version of the kind they, they hang on uh, fighter planes. That's why it's called a minigun. It's kind of a joke. But uh, they're, they're not meant to be man portable, but in a lot of instances they are. Like the classic one, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Correct. Uh, here's the thing. They have to have six barrels. Mm-hmm. Heavy machine gun, that's not a minigun. Eight barrels, it's not even a real thing. Are you kidding me? Whatever movie that is in, you, what do you, stop. And, and, and three, it has to be a real one. Yeah. And these ones, I think, fall down a little bit because they look like they're CGI. But, yes. I mean, they are. Yeah, yes. yes. But they are cutting through people. Oh, it, my God. The it, action is spectacular. It fits. We haven't really even covered the. I mean, no. we're talking about the slow-mo stuff, but the action in this movie is spectacular. That scene particularly, just just incredibly brutal. And speaking of Mama, just the idea of like... she just cut through a level of people. She, she doesn't, doesn't care. Know. No. Yeah, exactly. You can see the to glint. To kill one guy. Yeah, you can yeah. see the glint of the muzzle flash in her eyes at one point, and I'm yeah. like, oof. She's loving it, mate. She's, lo- she's absolutely loving it, yeah. yeah. See, I, I would give it a pass if it was James's minigun minute. It's not. I just want to clarify that yeah, with everybody right. yeah. because it is this hyper-violent, stylized world. Mm. So I would have thought that maybe you would give it the same, but... It- no, it should have been real miniguns and Carl Urban should have been willing to cop at least three or four slugs sure. in order for this to, for it to get my seal of approval. Well, speaking of, uh, Dredd does get shot in this. And I got the sense through this movie that him and his comrade, they could die. You know, right, he's not uh-huh. just like running through and he's fine. And like, you know, he shoots over his shoulder and like four guys fall down. Though that probably does happen in this movie. You feel like, Dredd, you need to be careful because there's a lot of danger going on here. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He feels like he, he could die at any minute. And then that's just the end of the movie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But they also, again, like you were saying, there's no shooting over the shoulder, but like they sort of behave like real cops. There's mm. a scene right at the end. Uh, where it's him and Anderson working their way up to Mama. They're working together. They're clearing the rooms yeah. together. It looks looks incredible. It does look good. And there's like a couple of great action sequences early on. We get the slow-mo one, but we also get a sequence where they're fighting through like the stum gas cloud. It's all green and neon. Yeah. And there's another one where they fight, you know, through a flashbang explosion. And that gas, look, I don't know whether it is, but it looks real. Because often you, when you see gas in a movie, say like Batman v Superman, you can see that it's not quite... Oh. I mean, maybe it, maybe it isn't real, I don't know, but I got the sense that it, that it was. If you worked on the movie Dread, if you're the gas man, yeah, please write in, let us know. What I also thought was really incredible about the way they made this movie, there's a sparing use of CGI shots, you know, when they're going like up the, the centre of the complex. Mm-hmm. Like they obviously didn't build that whole thing. They built one corner of one level and then they just redressed it. So they didn't even do the whole side. So every time they did it, you know, they swap everything around and, and do it from a, you know, make it, it, sounds, it sounds like they angle. did take something out of uh, 1995's Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah. Just that one street, they kept moving around. Yeah, but you didn't get the sense that, no, you know, that like, no. I thought they built them all, Mason, is what I'm saying. What a huge waste of money. Now, before I do uh, trivia... Three treatment trivia, which we do every week. Yeah, you got any more things to add? Ah, uh, just it's a it's a it's a grand old time. Like yeah. it's it's tough. It's I was going to say it's tough to be funny about this movie. It's tough to be funny at the best of times, James. You know us. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> sure. 
when a movie is just straight up enjoyable and there's no glaring production errors, yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, hard to make fun of it. But uh, well, it's, uh, you know what? Not all of this is jokes, all right? Not all of it is jokes. I'll also say that this came out around the same time as The Raid. And there was a lot of people saying that this borrowed from the raid, you know, because it's about storming up a building and whatever and crime lords and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't line up time-wise, yeah, timeline-wise. Right. You know what I mean? It's, they, they just, they're two kind of independent ideas which kind of developed independently. So. No, I think this studio was like, the raid, huh? Well, qu- quick, get a C-list uh, superhero uh, comic book license. Get it quick, build what a have building. We got? What have we got? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Alex Garland actually wrote uh, three treatments, because this is three treatment trivia. We do this every week. Oh, we do it uh, from every movie from Aladdin 2 to Zoolander 2. Mm. So these are some of the ideas he came up with. One was the Dark Judges treatment, which features an encounter between Dread and the Rival judge by the name of Judge Death. Yes. What's he all about? Death. Probably his skull. Has he got a sculled face? Yeah, he's sometimes? got a pretty, pretty scully face. Yeah. Cool, good on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second treatment is related to the Dread and Cursed Earth storyline. Oh, yeah. Which I think, did we talk about that last week? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe you we you don't have to go out of the Cursed Earth, right? It's an mm, option. It's an option. You don't have to take it. Okay, fair enough. And the third one was an adaptation of the pro democracy terrorist attacking the judge's storyline. So there you go. But they went, all of these are too difficult to to kind of get in scope-wise and budgetary, so let's keep this bottle episode. Let's just get Dread getting some asthma inhalers. Garland, this is primo stuff, but how about think of a corridor? Think of a corridor. Think of think of a regular motorbike <laughs> if you could. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Urban is really on that motorbike. Didn't take his helmet off the whole time. I should make we should mention that. Um it totally doesn't detract from this movie. No, in how do you slightest. like in some great chin acting? I mean, when that's uh, all, when that's all you got. A lot got. of frowning, mm, you know, <laughs> like right. that sad blobfish. Mm, yeah, you know mm, what I mean. Mm, absolutely, yeah, great stuff. Really good. Hard to do, I'd imagine. So there's been talk of like, this, is this going to get a sequel? What else is going on in this universe? I can offer some updates here because I'd Please. love to see more of this. But whether or not that happens, we'll see, won't we? There is a prequel motion comic which you can watch on the YouTube. Okay, uh, here's a clip of it. Here, what do you think? Yeah, I know, it's like, right? just like being there. <laughs> in a com- in, in a this comic? room, watching yeah. that. <laughs> sure. Uh, there's also a sequel comic called Dread Underbelly. Uh, I actually just read that before the start of this. It's very similar. There's like there's a new drug on the street, and it's even more dangerous than the previous drug. So I would have liked to have seen it kind of expand out more. It's called it, Fast Forward. That's right. <laughs> you take it, and then it, it's like two hours later, and you just, you're on your couch. You're like, what? And you're 40 years older. I missed all my favourite TV shows. <laughs> and I'm 40 years older. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did like it. It's a good read and it's a beautiful looking book. And it brings in a little bit of kind of the mutant element because there's a mutant refugee kind of storyline going on with it. But part of me was like, this is a comic. You can do literally anything. Right. Like, you don't uh, want to bring in something have else. Have you read some of the other Judge Dread comics? Yeah. Of course, they do a lot of weird stuff. That being said, it's cool. It's really good. And the other thing is, there's a Mega City 1 series which is happen it's it's not not happening they haven't said it's oh, not great. happening terrific uh-huh. yeah so uh, <laughs> but why would they why would they say it's not happening you know what i mean i i don't know carl urban says he would definitely take the role of course he would yeah well here's the carl, thing carl urban said nah not for me <laughs> this critically loved uh, fan favorite no i wouldn't do it again <laughs> for money and acclaim <laughs> nope so according to carl urban himself uh, the concept is to build this show around more rookie judges and the new younger judges where Dredd himself would come in and out. So he stated that he would be interested in reprising his role for, the, uh, for this show on the condition that Dredd's part be implemented in a meaningful 
way. Interesting. Kind of like Limitless, the series probably. And he could do that from home. You know how? Full green body stocking, except for the mouth. <laughs> except for the and mouth. And then he films it in his house. He'd make like the shower or something. Great. Also, great callback in this movie, you know, when right at the start of the movie, he's like, are you ready? And she's like, and he's like, you don't look ready. And at the end, do you remember the end? And he's like, are you ready? And she's like, yes. And he's like, yeah, you, yeah, look, you look ready. Great. You look great. That was, that was, that was sick. That was that sick, That was bro. sick, wasn't it? Right, yeah. If you haven't seen Dread, and even if you've watched this, I don't think it's going to detract from it. It's an absolute banger. This is my go-to if I'm editing and I just want something on in the background. Because it's, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful-looking movie. Just, it's a beautiful-looking movie, great action. You Char- get it. Characters you can get. Uh, Olivia Thirlby, who played uh, Judge Anson, met her husband on the set. Really? Yeah. So it's worked out for she everybody. She should be in more things. Except for the money people. It didn't work out for no. the money people at all. We feel bad for you. But I do think, though, a series could definitely work from this now. I think there's maybe lower stakes in terms of monetary requirements. You know, you can build up characters over a series of episodes. You can get a cult following. You know, you can do it week to week. So people, you know, it gains that kind of buzz. You know what I mean? Netflix will give you money for anything. Just give you money. They don't give a shit. They don't right. care. They're heavily in debt and they're giving everybody Millions money. Millions of dollars. It's astounding. <laughs> How are they going to make that back? Judge Dread series? Probably not. It doesn't seem likely. No. Yeah, but definitely check it out if you haven't. But if you're like, but what's next week, James? We've talked about the Dread movies. Have you run out of things for caravans of garbages? Yes. Yeah, we have. (laughs) No, Mason, there's always things to talk about, good or bad, because that's what this show is now. It's just whatever. Mostly bad, though, if I'm honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. Most of the stuff out there is bad. (laughs) Thank you. Netflix has given people so much money. (laughs) How are they doing it? I don't know. (laughs) Where's it coming from? Where's this dark money coming from? The dark web? Bitcoin? Potentially. Oh, my God. So here's a hint towards next week. That's right, we're buying Bitcoin. (laughs) Oh, no. Is that good or bad now? I don't know. Yeah. So uh, we're doing, um, for the audio listeners, we're doing... um what are we doing? Clone Wars stuff, the final arc of Clone oh, Wars. Oh, we already recorded that. We already that. recorded that, so oh, it's ready to go. Yes, that's a good thing, isn't it, that we're coming back to? Yeah. That's fun. I liked it. Yeah, to line up with The Mandalorian. And when I come out of this, you're going to say, oh my God, Star Wars or something, you know what I mean? And we'll make it an edit and Ben will fix it up. It'll be really good. Am I doing that now? Or yeah, is you that, do it now. that already happened? This is me teeing you up to go. Oh. Three, two, one, and go. Oh my God, that's a Star Wars thing. It's a Star Wars thing, Mason, for The Mandalorian. So come back for that if you want. But if you'd like to see it early, you can actually go to bigsandwich.co. They all go up early all the time, along with the extended audio edition of these. Plus, we have other stuff on there. We've got bonus podcasts. We've got movie commentaries. There's so many things going on, isn't there? Too that's right. many great contents. So check it out if you want. Also, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out every Monday morning. If you want to swing by and check out the news of what's happening in entertainment hot goss. That's right. Or just like, hey, they announced this show. You know, that's we do a lot of that. That's true, yeah. And then we track it for three years before it gets cancelled. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's really exciting. And then people listen to the old episodes and they're like, well, you guys didn't know nothing about it. How, would you, how did you not know that was going to get cancelled? We never do. We never and do. we never learn. All right, guys, see you next week. Uh, grab that dread, everyone. Whoa. Oh, by his codpiece. <laughs> Is this no, guy got a codpiece? No, he's just, just pants, I think. He wouldn't even need one, would he? What's that mean? He's just that kind of guy. Bulletproof penis. He's free-balling it. Oh, my God, wow. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.